I have just chaired a meeting of the Cabinet where we agreed that the Government should call a general election to be held on the 8th of June. Who would have thought it? This time last week, everyone was firm enough to believe that we were going to have another two years of Tory Brexit and rule. Everyone excluding the Prime Minister, of course. When she came out of number 10, with only a 13-minute speech, she sent the UK into sudden election fever. So what prompted the Prime Minister to trigger this election in the first place? At this moment of enormous national significance, there should be unity here in Westminster. But instead, there is division. The country is coming together, but Westminster is not. In recent weeks, Labour have threatened to vote against the final agreement we reach with the European Union. The Liberal Democrats have said they want to grind the business of government to a standstill. The Scottish National Party say they will vote against the legislation that formally repeals Britain's membership of the European Union. And unelected members of the House of Lords have vowed to fight us every step of the way. May cites his single reason, a divided parliament. Yet the majority of the Commons and the Lords supported Article 50. So like myself, many people thought she was, well, basically lying and the election itself was politically motivated. So what prompted the Prime Minister to trigger this election in the first place? I think Theresa May has called this snap election because she believes the moment is right for her to secure an even larger majority in Parliament, further weakening the opposition. This is Ali Ilyas, a Labour Party activist from Manchester. But also to stabilise her position and actions on Brexit, so she has an actual mandate from the people which will drown out a lot of the chaos and noise associated with her actions on the EU and UK relationship. But there is also another reason. Investigations into election fraud under Cameron, which the party has tried to stop at all stages, is now coming dangerously close to deciding to prosecute or not. They could lose 20 seats, and with it their 10-seat majority in Parliament. All 14 police forces who sent files to the CPS last year applied for a 12-month extension to the prosecution deadline, which would have otherwise lapsed last summer, and now the decision to prosecute will be made before the election day on 8th of June. Needless to say, if they lose their parliamentary majority, they would not be able to rule, and only a fresh mandate from the election would stop this from happening. But before we talk any more about elections, we must ask, are British Muslims more prepared than they were in previous elections? I don't believe um, the Muslim community has made the relevant investments needed for an election, but I don't believe that's an uncommon picture. Many communities and even parties haven't made you know, the relevant investments that are required. So I don't think something that's alien to the Muslim community. Okay, so what do we need to do now to prepare for the next election? In terms of the Muslim community, uh, of course, one of the things that we need to do more is actually take part in the political process itself. And in the past, a lot of Muslims have not actually voted. So we need to make sure we're registered to vote and actually go out and vote and actually make our vote count uh, and make ourselves heard politically. This is Dr. Shahzad Amin, CEO of MEND, Muslim Engagement and Development. In terms of being engaged in the political process, of course, we need more people engaged, uh, both in terms of local government, uh, and also national government, although that takes time and effort. Uh, and one of the things that we need to do as a community is actually invest in this in terms of our youth and people studying for degrees at universities and move away a little bit from the sciences to politics, lobbying, 
journalism, media, etc. These kind of subjects which we traditionally have not been strong and, and encouraging our youngsters and next generation in. MEND uh, have produced a election manifesto in 2015 and we will be updating that for this general election coming up. And then we will see where the parties are in terms of their manifesto commitments and how they match up with what we think are our priorities in terms of the Muslim community in this country. So it will be interesting to see how each party will position themselves in their manifestos. But can we have any insight of who will win the election at this moment? It could be a stroke of brilliance from May, but it could also be a disaster. The benefits of a Tory election win is clear, a greater majority with a bigger mandate over Brexit, but she had to gamble everything for it. And we should be wary of polls. Even during more stable times of the 1992 election, an uncharismatic John Major succeeded in getting a shock majority by simply tailoring his policies to certain voters. Those who were ashamed to vote Tory simply lied in the polls and did so anyway out of self-interest. It is also worth noting, the Tory election strategist who oversaw the 2015 election when the election fraud cases occurred is again leading the party into the fray. Linton Crosby is the same man who ran an overtly racist London mayor campaign and was widely shamed for it. This only adds weight to the argument that the Tories are desperate. SNP are likely to gain a few seats in the anti-Brexit Scotland, largely a disadvantage to Labour but will also weaken the Tories. Lib Dems have positioned themselves as the anti-Brexit party in hope that they gain the anti-Brexit centre-right vote. Having got to a poor start however, we will just have to see just how convincing they will be. In contrast, Labour has already got to a blistering start. Their rallies on the ground, social media noise, backed up with clear policies and narratives are already out there. It's clear that it is an organised and not a knee-jerking effort, a strategic move that seemed to have caught everyone off guard. But this is Labour playing to their strength. Ultimately, I feel, the major two things that will determine the election results will be just how successful Labour can market their policies to individuals across the social spectrum, and just how people in general are willing to suffer another four years with the Tories. If those two factors are there in the next six weeks, it could easily very well spell the end of a Tory government. Project like what you hear? Follow us on Facebook and Twitter or donate to us at www.patreon.com forward slash Project Vanguard.